0: welcome everyone to so what now we took a little quick one week hiatus you know we busy men we got the <laughs> co-host here
1: vic what's good yeah, you know you know life happens you know we took a little vacay again by accident <laughs> it's all good
0: it literally wasn't even th- technical difficulties that this time through through anchor and that happened no. like in late august and whatnot but it's all good you know one love The days just
1: be going too fast, bro. That's the thing.
0: Legit, man. Especially, you know, me in school, you at work, trying to find corresponding schedules, I guess, to, you know, record. We do
1: our best. Everything's a blur. Yeah. Anyways, we'll leave that behind us (laughs) until it happens next time.
0: (laughs) For sure. So, uh, we're kind of going to keep this short sort of. Uh, We'll try to, but uh, (laughs) we want to discuss our main two topics. One that's currently actually like a recurring event right now. I wouldn't call it recurring because it's completely different, but it has to do with nicotine. It's the uh, Massachusetts vaping ban on a temporary ban actually for four months that was enacted by the governor of Massachusetts be to to ban all vaping products to be sold in the state of Massachusetts um, it's bringing quite a amount of controversy you know regarding individual rights, whether or not we should actually be banning these products because they are actually fda approved and The widespread of cases, whether or not these people are actually dying, having respiratory problems or whatnot, it's just too broad right now. And we do need extensive research on it. Claim of actually implementing a a four-month ban. So, uh, Vic, what are your thoughts right now? How do you think this is going to push along moving forward, you know, like post four months. I mean, like we can only do so much during these four months, but how do you think it's going to push along?
1: You know, I'd like to say first that there's no way that either of us are trying to say that smoking in any way is good. I think we can both agree that, that overall smoking really doesn't benefit your body. Right. But at the same time, we do have to understand that as people, We can make our own choices right you know we're independent thinkers and and we can process things and we understand things and we can make choices that we want to make just because we want to um so i was honestly really shocked that uh, massachusetts uh was like the leading state to ban vaping you know I do think it happened too fast. They really didn't think about it, and pretty soon they're going to have to take that ban away because it really doesn't make any sense. You know, um, there's, numbers-wise, six people out of the whole, I'm not sure, is it the whole country, right? Is it, like, six people that had respiratory problems, Christian? Um, I want
0: to say the
1: cases dated back.
0: I want to say it's countrywide, but it might be statewide. Um, but I know a couple more people after that have died after that, Mm -hmm. but it may have been complications due to other things that we're not aware of. And that's one of the reasons why he's actually put in a ban because we don't know what's actually going on, which is... I get from a public health standpoint. But as you said, it is an individual right to actually harm your body if you want to. And like you said, there's no benefit from actually smoking or whatnot.
1: Yeah. And I mean, there's so many other unhealthy things that we have in this world that why aren't those things being banned? Like, for example, like McDonald's. Why isn't McDonald's banned? Why is liquor legal um, and et cetera? Like we have so much other things that we consume as people that cause more damage to our bodies than potentially a a vaping product can.
0: Yeah. Which is crazy because a vaping product is so broad, man.
1: Yeah, it's very broad.
0: You know, it can contain nicotine. It can contain nicotine. If you just want it for flavor, whether or not you have you want THC in it, because um, in the state of Massachusetts it is legal to purchase marijuana through a vendor, not illegally, like through someone else, but it's interesting, man, because you have all the oils that were uh, that were actually more or less like booming out there. You know, you have all these dispensaries open up in Massachusetts. Now they can't sell these oils through a vaping product.
1: Yeah, and it's really affecting, you know, small businesses. You know, you see small family-run vape shops or whatever that they have for business, um, and they're being affected because they haven't been able to sell products for these past few weeks. by something that should have never been in place. How do you see this
0: um, in terms of post-January when the, when the ban is over?
1: How you do you know, see this unfolding? I do think the ban should be um, suspended. So the ban should no longer be a thing. But I do think that people should be proactive on this. So if you look at the, the population that's smoking, uh, for example, I'd use the product Jewel. The population that smokes the most Jewel is college students, and if you look as to why they're doing it, they're using nicotine products because they're stressed, you know, and they need some form of outlet that can help them relax or just take their mind off something else, Um, so that should really show that our students in, in this country need better help when it comes to their mental health, because they're leading to smoking and and other things that really aren't benefiting them as as well as other things can. Um, so I think there should really be a bigger push for you know stress management, uh, mental health awareness, and want to and what to do when you do need to reach out for help. You know, like who do you talk to? How do you talk to someone? Um, and just so many other ways because college students are just so stressed with about money. What, what are they going to do in their future? Did they pick their, uh, a good career path? And, you know, if they want to jewel, that's fine. But they shouldn't just be jeweling because they're stressed. You know, they should be managing their stress in other ways.
0: Do you believe these companies should be, I guess, more or less, like, negatively affected? through ways of, you know, marketing against these companies, uh, government intrusion. What do you think uh, is going to happen to these companies, such as Juul and major vaping products?
1: You know, it'll be interesting because I do feel like since this is happening, a few more states are also banning uh, vape products. We'll probably see a decline in... um, in the jewel stock or just overall sales, um, I'm pretty sure I saw that the CEO of, of Jewel actually uh, res- uh, resigned. So, this might be such an impact that Jewel might just disappear. But if that happens, guess what's going to happen?
0: The next another wave, company, yeah. uh,
1: next wave, another company is going to make another vape product with another jewel type nicotine pod and guess what kids are going to pick it up or it's going to be the next wave of whatever, but kids are, you know, we're always evolving and there's always different things coming out. So it's like, it's really, it's hard to tell and it's hard to, to know what the right thing to do is.
0: You see, I think that's one of my biggest issues with the ban, is that for the matter of fact that it is banned, because of that issue of another product eventually coming out and people getting their hands on it. And in my opinion, I've always thought that this issue should have been presented just like they did with tobacco back in the day and cigarettes, you know, handling in the way of, you know, taxing, you know, marketing against these companies saying the health benefits, you know, medical. um, not medical labeling, but um, labeling against these, like, warning signs. You know, you could contract this due to research. But the thing is, vaping is relatively new in terms of, like, research that there there are no warning signs, you Mm -hmm. know, as opposed to cigarettes and the big companies that, I guess, enter that whole realm of tobacco industry and because back in the day like literally this is recent man like 25 to 30 years ago you can smoke on a plane you could smoke in a restaurant you can smoke in a bar but we've you can
1: smoke in a hospital
0: yeah you you've we've evolved so much over time because of the whole secondhand smoke stand you know um you obviously see like how bad it was for you to be smoking around a certain population or in a certain business or just in a certain setting in general. The thing is with vaping, it's so silent that it's so hard to determine what's actually causing what. So I do understand that -hmm. there is research that needs to be done, but I think the ban kind of just came out of, out of nowhere because we knew something was going to happen because we were talking about this before the ban even took place, right? About vaping and all that stuff. They kind of made it a big priority because it was so easy to attack because there's no research on it. But to call it a public health emergency,
1: <laughs> you know what I childish. mean? Yeah,
0: for sure. It, in my opinion, that is kind of childish, just for lack of better words, you know? But <laughs> that's definitely not a public health emergency. A public health emergency is, is gun control and, you know, um, motor safety and, you know, vaccinations. Those are, in my eyes, those are more or less a priority as opposed to some vapes out there.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, if you look at, like, college students, too, it's not like you have kids juuling in every single class. It's probably literally one kid out of a thousand or whatever. It's really not that many students you see in college That are smoking these jewels. But the kids who are smoking them are abusing them. Yeah,
0: Yeah, you're right. They're the extremists. They're the extremist population. Yeah. And I believe those are the same exact individuals who are contracting these crazy ass respiratory diseases.
1: Yeah. And those people who are coming up with these respiratory problems, they might have, you know, had some sort of. Health deficit that made them more prone to get this because they were smoking. So it probably wasn't even that's the right. These predisposed. They were probably they probably just had yeah predisposed health conditions and they probably had bad lungs since they were born.
0: That's right. Yeah. This.
1: Is... So, like, our listeners are probably thinking of like, why is it that we're thinking so much, or we're putting so much thought into jewels? But I think we can try to to go into explaining it. So we were talking about this before, earlier today, and and it's like, why is it that politicians or people in society are so easy to manipulate in order to get them to see um, something that isn't as as important? So example, this whole Jewel epidemic, but why aren't we talking about vaccines or flu season when it's right around the corner and how people aren't vaccinating their kids as much, so... I don't know if you have any input on that, Christian. But... I think
0: it's just a matter of media coverage and what they they like to target. They like to target ar- outbreaks, more or less. And when you target outbreaks just like that, you know, it gets, it gets the people talking and it gets everyone else mm-hmm. talking about other things because, you know, the norm is already flu shots and vaccinations. And once you start challenging these norms such as vaccination is causing autism you know and flu shots are not benefiting you against the flu and people start caring less and less about mm-hmm. that and that's so bad because once you reach that 65 plus age I would say you get to a point where your body is so vulnerable and you need these essential I guess uh Shots, medications, vaccines, however you might call it. And once media gets in the way of that, man, then it starts intrusion with public opinion, which sucks, man, because mm-hmm. once the general public overrides whatever situation you may believe in, if it sways one way, it's going to continue to sway that way unless there's a major opposition
1: so from like a from like a health policy perspective or just a a community Mm -hmm. health perspective what would be the biggest thing that people aren't talking about at the moment that you want to see changing
0: Hmm. that's a really good question
1: like besides all the fluff that the media shows, besides all like what's the dirty the dirty in in community health that isn't being corrected
0: the dirty I mean I guess rejecting those like putting into example of what you were giving me earlier today when we were talking because we kind of talk about briefly health on a day-to-day basis between you and I because we're in the healthcare industry or at least I will be after I'm in out of school but you see it firsthand as you're in our end and it's it kind of sucks man because you have these individuals who are either homeless or they can't afford insurance or they have the most basic level of insurance and that, and they're not getting the quality care that they need um I think hospitals or urgent cares or any of that, I guess that realm rejecting these individuals who need help, but they can't address these issues because it's, it's not in their code. And again, that's not the worker's fault. That's an administrative fault and a policy aspect, I guess. But how would you, I guess look into how to even change that. And that starts all with influencing your, your window of opportunity, right? If you, mm-hmm. if you influence your window of opportunity, you can't let that close. As soon as that closes, then you don't have a respective agenda anymore. Then someone else is going to try to, I guess, overstep their boundaries and kind of feed off of what you've already done and try to extend that. But then at that point, you're not making any change. That other person is making some change. But which is I don't have a problem with. You're just Mm -hmm. extending other ideas and other knowledges into one bigger spectrum. So I would say, as we were talking earlier, Mass already has a general law on mental health and addiction. I think other states have to follow suit with that in order for change to come about.
1: Yeah, and, you know, we always – we've always said that we want change. But the biggest um, burden to change is always money. So it's hard to to really make sure people are getting the best, you know, the 100% care – that they need before they're leaving, you know, a hospital or, or wherever they're going, in like a PCP, because most places are always in and out, you know. You get in, they give you whatever, they give you your antibiotic, your your blood pressure med, some fluids, and then you're out, you know. Once you stay over the recommended date for that provider, the hospital has to offset that a cost, So that's where the big problem lies is because healthcare providers like social workers or mental health counselors don't have the appropriate time to get that influence to those patients. So those patients are being forced to leave the hospital before they're technically ready. You know, medically, they might be stable, but um, for their mental health, they still need so much more counseling and so much more support in order to get them to a level where they can actually use that as a catalyst to be successful in in their future.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that also brings up the point of, well, not really the point of, I actually wanted to ask you a question. Do you believe that even with all these mental health uh, services available to all these individuals, for those who don't have a lot of money, Do you believe a lot of these communities, the local policymakers, just at the local level, do you believe most of these places will want to do that? Like provide these services? I'd
1: hope they'd want to do that. I would hope they would. But at the end of the day, it's very expensive to do this. So that's where the problem is. And at the same time, it's expensive but it depends on which community you want to live in because some communities are more open about mental health than others so some communities i want to say that you can see is the rich so the rich always want to hide the, the reality about their mental health and they don't want to do anything with it you know being mentally ill
0: is definitely a on a broad spectrum them,
1: right but it's, it's not true on a broad spectrum of course but You do see it more often, you know, in these rich, wealthy families, you do see a lot of mental health issues, but they're kept hidden because they don't want to ruin their look or their lifestyle or, or admit that they need help.
0: As mental health is evolving right now, do you believe it's going to become more acceptable or do you think you, mental health has hit a threshold in the terms of, is it, is it
1: it hasn't it hit its
0: peak.
1: I don't think it's reached its peak. You know, I think I think it's still climbing up. Um, once once it does reach its peak, actually, I I don't think it could ever reach a peak. Um, just because everyone's always so different, you know, everyone thinks differently. Everyone's brains different. Um, And so everyone requires different care. Um, I think we've made great strides in these past, like, eight, ten years about mental health awareness, but we still have so much more to go.
0: Yeah. And trying to influence certain individuals to actually have this awareness or even education, because now more and more research is coming out there Providing this information to to individuals to actually be woke and have an established foundation of why mental health is so important and mm-hmm. as we evolve as humans time and time on, I guess you can see more or less like the people who were like born in like the mid sixties and mid seventies you can see like whoa, what's going on like there's definitely like a switch of 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 medicine and and how we treat patients I believe treat uh, treatment of patients should be way more in depth now than they have ever been but that's simply not the case because a lot of these hospitals and and um urgent cares and pcp clinics they all involve money just like any other place you know Their their main interest is money, but it's tough, man.
1: And, you know, it's, it's just strange because I feel like there can also be an argument that shows that, you know, mental health can be generational because it just seems weird how, like, it's these two generations that are having a lot of mental health issues. But it'll be interesting if the next generation, like, under us, what is it to... The mm-hmm. two thousand babies, right? I, I think they're like they're generation,
0: generation Y. Babies. It'll be. I'm not, I'm not too sure about it, but because I think we're yeah. Generation X or something like that. We're the millennials.
1: Yeah, I think we are. We're, we're gen. We're not millennials. We're not millennials because we don't we don't reach that cut. I think millennials started like 24, 26, I think. Yeah, we're gen. We're that generation. Wait,
0: hold on. Let me see. Hold on. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking sure it up right millennials- now.
1: Are like, are like, Actually, 30. generation
0: X is from 1965 to 1980. Um, yep. yeah, generation, yeah, the millennials are 1980 to 2001, I believe. Yeah, so we're a part of the whole millennials. That's I
1: really thought we weren't weird. either because I'm pretty sure millennials are like in the 30 year old range.
0: Yeah, it starts in 1980. The gen uh, the millennials. Interesting. Huh. Oh, generation Z, the new silent generation is 2000 the present. that's the new generation hmm that's interesting
1: yes you know we're generation z yeah born between 1997
0: and early oh okay
1: because millennials are born between see I mean technically we're both it's like millennials are nineteen eighty to oh, so I would I would I would fit that cut. I would by like a year. For a millennial, because yeah, yeah, yeah. by like a year. Because I was born ninety six. But see, I was yeah, born in January. So I would consider I would consider like late January, I'd yeah, I'd consider myself because I'm I'm an early I'm an. You would be an early an generation, early Gen generation Gen Z, yeah. But yeah, because I've heard that this generation Z is a lot more conservative, which is wicked hmm. weird, and like they're they're more like quiet. So I want to see like how Generation Z is going to differ. I don't so get
0: why they're more quiet. Though. I feel like
1: there's a big difference. I don't understand that. No, or more conservative. It's so weird That's how they're so more weird. conservative.
0: How are yep. uh, how are us like? Just think about, like, you and I, like, us more conservative. I just don't understand that. Like, uh, maybe, maybe yeah, it's because weird. of how public opinion has influenced others.
1: Probably. Or, like, maybe it's because of all the shit oh, they've seen. Oh,
0: yeah, that's right. Like, growing that's right. up.
1: And, like, not trusting politicians and, like...
0: that makes sense. That makes sense.
1: So, it's just weird. So, I wonder how much that is going to impact, like, mental health in the future. Because, you see, we're trying... We're making progress, but if these people are more more conservative, that means that they're not going to believe in necessarily mental Mm, health
0: reform. That makes sense.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, yes, yes. No, I, I 100% agree with that. Um, I, I thought it was the other way around. but
1: Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, but it's, it's really the millennials
0: mm. that are like... That's why they always say yeah. that. It's always like those mid-80s babies and like the mid-90s babies always like trying to make change. It's yeah. those millennials and then like those... Those people, mm-hmm. ah, that makes sense. You want to know why though? It's because social media is so influenced, man. Social media is one of the most influential. If you think about it, social media is like a landmark in time, man. Twitter and I know. Instagram, I mean, Facebook.
1: It's, just, it's changed so much. Have you seen
0: Have you seen the Gray Hack yeah, how we on Netflix yet? That's based off no, Cambridge Analytica on how individuals um a group of individuals hacked facebook and kind of threw in ads to help trump win the the 2016 election
1: oh mm-hmm. that a lot of people that's right fake his that's right mm-hmm. yep i gotcha
0: hmm. and that it's hard to trust government mean. with all these little secrets that they held see now uh-huh mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. makes sense
1: It's just so crazy to me, because I guess Generation Z—they must be split in half. You know, like half conservative, half no. You know. Yeah, Negro it's got to be split right down the area. middle
0: because if you think about it, Generation Z wasn't able to vote technically until yeah. twenty fifteen. So they were able to vote the time Trump was elected into presidency. Mm -hmm. Technically. But the thing is, still to this day, the general voting, I guess, population is 65 and up. Or 55 and up. So that's more or less like the baby boomers still voting.
1: Yep. Which, I wonder when is, what's the average age of a baby boomer right now? Like 65, right? Yeah. Yeah, Because they're getting older. And they're using more of their Social Security right now.
0: Which is interesting, though. Why would you vote conservative if Social Security is trying to, if republicans and conservatives are trying to do away with that you get what i mean
1: i don't think it's necessarily like voting more conservatively but they're they're more conservatively like about about how they feel oh, okay cuz i feel like they still believe in climate change like they still want to smoke their weed but they're just it's just a different type of They're less... What's it called? Um, I'm forgetting the word. It starts with a P. Didn't we discuss that? Like, trying to change, like, they're less... Come on.
0: Because when we... We talked about that once. Was it the whole cultural thing? Cultural something. Ugh.
1: Oh, can't believe I forgot <laughs> it forgot But yeah. It's it's just weird how how much of an influence each generation has on the world and like policies that are being placed into the culture.
0: No, it's got, it's it's definitely like, gonna it be weird? interesting as to how ten years from now we see how it is like in 2029 on how much we've made leaps in healthcare and technology. Because there's something else I wanted to mm-hmm. discuss with you was the whole alternatives to opioids. And you see, you've seen it firsthand in the hospital with those electrical impulses in your body. But that has to be surgically done. And that costs so much more money.
1: Yeah, and I mean... It it'll take time, but there are other options than just um, having to use a prescription or a narcotic. And alcohol. I believe so as well. You know, I think, um, you know, it's weird how this worked, but it was two weeks ago. I had a patient who had this device placed in his spine, um, and that device sends like a, an electrical signal down his spine, and that helps with the pain. And we, I was like, oh crap! I actually saw this in person. What we both saw is that the biggest problem is, like usual, money. You know who is gonna want to save fifty thousand dollars to have a surgery and have something placed in their back? Yeah. When it's easier to get a prescription for a narcotic or get something on the street.
0: Mhm.
1: It's crazy. So my, I know we've talked about this before, but like my big hope, which this probably will never happen, is that we can have some sort of narcotic that can block the pain receptors, but it won't make you high. Yeah. You know, I remember talking about this, like, oof, episodes ago. Yeah. Like, that would honestly be the best thing in healthcare. Because you really wouldn't be addicted to it because you won't feel anything. But you'll be painful. Hmm. Now, the the biochemistry and and just the whole like the whole neural system and how that would work. No idea if that would ever even be possible. Yeah. Because
0: then you would have because what most of these pills already do that are in place block chemical mediators from send those signals, mm-hmm. those pain signals. At the same exact time. That's also attacking your, your brain. So they would have to come up with something. That would block chemical mediators. To block pain. But also block. That same exact pill. To enter your. Your brain. In order to affect the dopamine effect. Which in other words. The whole. You wanting something over and over again.
1: No, there there is something close to that that's being used, and that's called Suboxin. So Suboxin is, um, it's an opioid, but it also has naloxin, aka Narcan.
0: That's right.
1: So basically, it's it's doing both. So it's giving you that that pain receptor, but it's blocking, at the same time, the receptors that make you high. Right that's right. But you can become addicted to the suboxin because you'll need that in order to, to stay off opioids. So it, it's a really tough situation.
0: Now again, do you believe that the drugs that hospitals will ever go away from them, you know, because that will that will affect greatly big pharma pharmaceutical companies, you know, pharmacies in general.
1: It's hard because they have so much control on the whole, so much control on on hospitals and and just everything. Um, Big Pharma does that you know, the future doesn't seem too bright because they have so much control. So they'd go and try to knock down whoever tries to make something like that because they're going to lose so much money because then they wouldn't have anything else to sell.
0: No, this is definitely going off, way off topic, but this is more uh, like the economical level. Do you believe we're going to see another recession within like the next 15 years?
1: You know, I was reading, and I did see that if you look at the chart, so the the chart, you know, shows like in the future how something is gonna is gonna look, and honestly, it does look like we're gonna have a recession in the next like five ten years. Yeah, and even sooner. it's weird because I feel like a recession is necessary sometimes because it's like a hard reset for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a hard reset for the economy, but it's a really hard reset because financially people are screwed over. What would
0: you think that this would be derived off of? Because, you know, the last recession was based off mortgage crisis. What would you think that these, uh, more or less like your top three issues, not in order, but like what would you think?
1: Honestly, I the only one issue I can see is foreign policy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because I honestly think if if Trump, this still continues to be president for another four years, and if he c- continues to to do these weird foreign these weird foreign whatever communication, whatever he's doing, um, I don't think it's going to be pretty, yeah, because if we keep pissing off China, I mean, I know we have probably the same or a little bit more power than China, but China is huge and crazy. So, yeah, that's what I think is going to happen. So it really depends if he has another four years and what he does in those next four years.
0: Yeah, it really all depends. I was also thinking about, you know, um, and how the economy will stay level just in general, you know with how expensive things are actually getting just everything in general as a whole. And as we said to ourselves, school is only going to get more and more expensive, correct?
1: Hopefully not. um, Unless some States can continue to offer free public education,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: like New York, Rhode Island has free community college. Um, So we have to lean more to that way. Because if we don't,
0: another big thing is that we need we need more doctors you know there's a great yeah, need I mean, for them we I mean,
1: need so much more of everything
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's just hard because everyone's financially they have their hands tied and it's so much money and all this and it's really hard
0: yeah And when, when we draw back to the idea of Mental health and, and public health policy or health services policy, man, it's it all draws back to that, to all these factors that we were just talking about, you know, a recession, a, a, uh, how much money and funding can actually go into all these services. It's going to be extremely difficult to overcome the, the hurdles that have been put in place, you know, because. Honestly, man, I think a lot of these things could have been avoided through prevention and education.
1: Yeah, even even just through talking about it, mm-hmm. a lot of things can be prevented. Yeah, but we're simply just scared to to show our emotions. Yeah,
0: it's 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 always the common running theme, man. It's kind of funny because we we name one of our episodes that common running themes, and in our society is that we need something to happen in order to to come about change yeah and at that point you become a reactionary person as opposed to a preventable person you know
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and I get it I um, love our medicine you know professionals do a great job in terms of reactionary care you know with infectious diseases and there's, there's always a good push on that. But when it comes to mental health, non-communicable diseases, and just everything as a whole, there needs to be a push for a greater prevention, uh, I guess, treatment and services in order for us to thrive even more. Yeah. Because we're lagging so much behind it in terms of a federal perspective. I mean, some states are are constantly progressive and evolving into greater, into greater, I guess, how, how do I want to say this? Integrative aspects of life, not just, you know, the physicality and, you know, and materialistically of how much money you have, but, truly attacking the mind body and spirit at the same mm-hmm. time
1: yeah and it seems like it seems like we if we stay on this track we're going to lose a lot of the prod um um like the the beneficial aspects that we we started like you know hopefully we don't lose this conversation about mental health over time you know if people become desensitized ties to mental health too like we become desensitized to mass shootings and and all these other things that definitely people simply don't care and that's one big worry that I think might happen that you know people are just gonna stop caring about mental health
0: yeah or if not the agenda has been put in place but it's taking so long to actually go forward with it you know because I feel like a lot of these things, the agenda is already put in place. The plan is already put in place. Yeah. But it's all a matter of putting it into the action phase.
1: Does mm-hmm. that I mean, like, how you said before, like, will it ever reach a peak? And honestly, thinking back, I think it will. You know, because just look, look at New Hampshire. You know, they peaked and they took money away from their mental health services. Without looking back, so that's how that works.
0: Yeah, man, we definitely got to see what what is actually going to happen within the next couple of years as we consider our healthcare uh, careers, I guess.
1: Yeah, we got to be the tomorrow changers mm-hmm. as much as we can. If not, we should try to to do it in our own communities mm-hmm. and then grow that on. Yeah. Because if you don't have someone who will take the shit now and work their, their butt off to try to be a beneficial part of their community's health, then let's try to do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We can never underestimate how much we can have a positive influence on others, you know, especially if you mean well and you do things the right way.
1: Yeah, and there's other people in the world that feel the exact same way as we do mm-hmm. and want want a better world because I don't think there's anything wrong with, with wanting a, a better world. No,
0: it's not radical at all, man.
1: No, it's not radical at all. Some people think it is because you're just greedy and they, I don't know.
0: Yeah, and, all the, and, and you know, it's just, we live in a, in a very, very fast living society, and we come, we come about things, you know, we want that instant gratification, mm-hmm. and once you want that instant gratification, you lose a little bit of your touch, as long as you stay on the right path and you stay level-headed... There's no, there's nowhere else, like nowhere else but up at that point.
1: Yeah. So you got to be patient. Yeah.
0: And if you're patient, like everything will unfold in your way because no matter how hard things are or you're just in the bottom, it's it's only up from there.
1: It's true. You got to work for it though.
0: Yeah, that's right. It doesn't come overnight. <laughs> you know,
1: <laughs> I'll tell you, you that for sure. It. No.
0: Yeah, you're gonna want change.
1: Well, that was a nice dark conversation.
0: <laughs> yeah, we want we want the feedback too, as to what other individuals actually think about, you know, a vaping, a mental health, um, what what tomorrow can actually bring us to actually make a change in health services and yeah. and.
1: And how politics influences everything yeah
0: yeah or or, or everything or public opinion or or how your vote can can change
1: a lot of things,
0: not more or less like at the federal level, but even at the federal level it can it can have some type of change, but more or less at the state level or local level, making change in your community, making change to that next person, your next your next neighbor your next brother, you know so mm-hmm. just continue to do you and. You know, move forward because you never want to lag behind or stay in the same exact spot. You got to want to move forward. It's like,
1: kind of better yourself. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you got to keep going. So
1: just keep swimming, homies.
0: Just like we were doing with these episodes right there. We got we to gotta keep going because we have so many more messages to put out there, you know. We're constantly having evolving ideas as to what we want to put out to this to this podcast and to the greater public. We this is our this is just our platform right here. You know, we wish we could, you know, go up on greater pra- platforms and give out these messages, but there's only so much we can do. But this this is what we like to do. So we appreciate y'all listening. And once again, Amen. thank you, thank you again, and we hope you continue to listen. Because me Thanks and for Vic being
1: part of our movement, <laughs> me and Vic got so much more in store. So yeah, there's too much, too much going in in these two
0: brains, <laughs> and especially, you know, when we invite guests, the guests have elaborating thoughts, and it's amazing. So we appreciate all our guests and. What is it, episode 24 now? Huh, couldn't tell you. Yeah, 23 or 24, so. I can't believe we're that, dude. We'll we'll figure that out, but once again, we appreciate all y'all, and thank y'all for listening. Peace
1: out, homie. Peace.